at least for millennials, the idea of a relationship is what people really want, but the actual relationship, they can't really fathom. You're doing your work, I see you. Doing the work, I have to, I have no choice. <laughs> it's tough at times, but the other side of that is beautiful mm-hmm. because your emotions don't run your life. My last date, let's call him Motorcycle Man. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty interesting experience. We met on Raya. He picked me up on his motorcycle, which I was a little nervous about. Ooh. And especially after we talked to Matt last about week that. Yeah. about how he had a motorcycle accident. Yes. Yeah, that's a little and, scary. Um, and my friend died in a motorcycle last yeah. year. So it was scary, but, um, but I did it. I was being adventurous. Mm-hmm. And did you it wear was, a helmet? Yeah, yeah. It okay, was really good. safe. <laughs> and um, he – so we park at the red, well, we're stopped at the red light and I'm like hanging on for dear life. And he screams to make the reservation at, <laughs> off of his bike at the red light, <laughs> screams to make the reservation. It was actually, it was cute. He was like, reservation oh. for what? The dinner? Just where we were going. He's like, Hey, oh. is there like a, a space for two? How long's the wait for two? And like, oh. <laughs> it was kind of last minute. And Kerpa did tell me like with Raya, it's pretty much, you're going to have a good time. It's not Bumble and Hinge are more like relationshipy. Raya is more like Peter Pan oh, outings. Let's have a good um, time. It sounds like you went on a date with Justin Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much did. I'm an out- I have to say though, it was a lot of fun. Like where we went, the food was great. The drinks were great. What area were you in? Hollywood or West Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Have you had any other dates recently that you could see being more serious down the road or we're still just kind of getting to know people? No, still just getting to know people. I mean, I've been here for two weeks and I will say that one of the guys I was very disappointed about because I did feel like we had a strong connection, but I remember saying, when you know, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I want to shoot that down right now because here's why I think the quote, when you know, you know, is inaccurate because you don't truly know a person until you guys get into your first argument, like mm-hmm. until you have your first disagreement, the way in which they handle that is very telling in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what kind of traumas people are dealing with, what kind of issues people are dealing with, how they get triggered. And so it's really interesting to see how people deal with conflict. And to me, that's something that's really important. Like, even if we have a disagreement, I want to feel understood. I want to feel heard. Like, let's talk about it like mature adults. Let's not get like we're in high school and little kids and make it a a right and wrong competition. It's about understanding, right? That's what adult how adults communicate Mm -hmm. so while yeah there was one guy I was really disappointed about but I I've been talking to my friends and calling friends and my like really spiritual friends like I've been like doing breath work and meditating every morning and it's you know while it's it stings a little bit but it's okay because if you allow someone to hurt you or if you got get stung first of all you put yourself in that situation and I did kind of feel a little blindsided and tricked in that situation, but also 
the higher you're vibrating, the less you allow people to hurt you. So that's why it's super important to stay, like do your breath work, stay grounded, stay in, tuned in to what you really need. And, and if you're vibrating high enough, my one friend said, if you're vibrating high enough, even if someone does disappoint you, it won't sting as badly, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. I don't know. No, it does make sense. I want to go back to the, you know, when you know, you know. Yeah, topic. let's go back. Because I, I feel a little bit differently and it's not, I feel like when people say that or when they feel that, it's more of just like a lower inkling or a gut feeling or something like that, where it's, you don't see the whole person, like like you can feel that from just meeting a person for three seconds. Right. And then it's like, some, like you hear about the stories of love at first sight or people when they met their husband, like my aunt, for example, when she met her husband, she said, she described it as like, it felt like the lights in the room turned on and it like nothing had changed. So it's just, I think it's more of a feeling thing. It's not necessarily like you can be wrong, I guess, about that feeling, but I don't think it depends on the situation, but I, I don't believe that it's an incorrect statement depending on who we're talking about. For sure. For some people, I think if it works out, yeah, you, you, when you knew, you knew it, it felt different than anything you had ever felt before. And you kind of just had that gut feeling. But I also think that you can get, like you said, you can get that feeling and then be wrong. Mm-hmm. So do you think you had that feeling and then was wrong about it? I, I, I had a, I was excited. I was really like, he had a lot of the qualities that I like a lot of the values but I think I got I saw the potential but he didn't live up to that potential and something as I do this going forward now to the breath work and like being aligned and stuff as I do more work on myself I'm learning that I see the good in people and I have high expectations for people but whether or not people can live up, like I have to wait to see if people can actually live up to that um, before getting too excited about it, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Yeah, it's just being realistic for with, it's not focusing on what you see the potential as, it's like focusing on what is in front of you right now. Like what is the person showing you? It's more about actions versus thoughts or, what they're saying in their words like it's more about how they're showing themselves to you like observing who the person is but I also think that being said I also think that people can show you who they are and I think people are good but whether or not someone wants to be that for you Mm -hmm. is the problem is the issue, right? Because in the beginning, I felt like this guy, the one I'm disappointed about, was being emotionally available, was doing all the right things, was whining and dining me, was doing all these things, was the banter was there, it was like nonstop, and then it, it like 180 shut off. So I do mm-hmm. also think that things can change and mm-hmm. and it's okay if what i'm trying to say is it's not your fault if what you saw at the time was true mm-hmm. it's going to hurt if someone like switches the flip 
flips yes. the switch. Oh, yeah, from that ex- It's hard. So just the flip. Yeah, flips the switch. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, Sydney, I have a question for you then, and we might have to continue this after yeah. the show if you have time. But so were there any situations in your life where you jumped in too quickly and got burned? or Because I know you've said you've pretty much had like a wall up for a mm-hmm. while. Did, mm-hmm. Were there any situations where you learned that lesson or is that something you innately just knew? No. Yeah. I think when the guy that I lost my virginity to, I definitely jumped into that too quickly. I think I was in a place in my life where I was frustrated and wanting to get to this thing, this end goal, this relationship that wasn't there. And I kind of put it on this person and I was, he was there in a way, but it wasn't, it wasn't right if I were now looking back at it. But then I gave him a part of myself that I probably shouldn't have, not that I have regrets about it, but if I were to really look at that relationship clearly, I would have seen there was definitely some red flags there, things that we were not compatible on, but I, I just kind of was over the dating situation. Is he here? No. no. I was just over dating and was getting frustrated and wanted to take a step further with a person. And so I chose him. And quickly after that, he pulled back and kind of became a different person from the person that I was thinking he was. So again, I was projecting what I thought this person was instead of looking at what he was showing me, instead of looking at like how he... Yeah. Yeah. His actions versus his words and his, For sure. what I thought of him. I see. So I think, yeah, I definitely jumped into that quickly, too quickly. And then I saw it pretty quickly after, because as soon as we got intimate the next week, he pulled away and then kind of disappeared and then did the thing where he kept coming back. So yeah. Is that, what is that? Submarining? When they submarining, keep coming yeah. back? Yeah. I mean, I, thank you for sharing that. I, um, I was confused. Was it like right after you guys had sex for the first time that he did that? Pretty much the week after. Yeah. Like a few days. (laughs) Because like the part, like a slight difference in our stories is after this, like we had sex on the second date and then the third date, he was like, let me show you LA. He took me to Manhattan beach, still whining and dining me. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, we had sex and he's still making an effort. He still likes me. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I asked him a question that rubbed him the wrong way, where he either one of two things happened. He either used it as an out, like didn't want to be with me anymore and was like, oh, great. Now I can use this to get out. Or mm-hmm. he genuinely didn't like what I did and had an issue with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, am I ever going to know the answer? No, but at least- no. Regardless, Erica's here, but regardless, welcome back. How he handled the situation, I didn't like. So, next. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. How's it going? So, what happened was, I assumed that <laughs> we were going to be a free PST. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's why I was like, oh. I'm Wait, so- where, where are you? I'm in He's LA. in LA. Oh, right? Then I, sorry. I don't oh, know why, Sydney, I thought he was. <laughs> the interview, I was just getting out of coaching lesson with my coach. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you free right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm free. Yeah. Situation set up, but it, it didn't happen the way I wanted. All good. Let it go. So you were yeah. in a coaching session with your coach or you were coaching someone? Yeah, with my coach. Awesome. Oh. 
I want to okay. coach. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to become better, you know? And it's yes. because this is my speech coach, but we were talking about relationships. So Perfect. Love it. Transition, right? Good transition for what we're going to talk about today. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I know I've met you a few times through Bachelor Life, but we're really excited to talk to you. You have a lot of awesome things going on. So yeah, um, let's just go ahead and jump into it if you guys are good yeah. to go. Um, so Eric, welcome. Thanks for being here. Um, basically, we know you're from Bachelor and that whole world. We all know about that, but you're doing so many amazing things as far as motivational speaking goes and your engagements in that. And then you've recently written a book, but we usually like to go back to the beginning with people and see kind of where they came from and how they came to be the amazing person that you are today. So I know you grew up in kind of a tough area. You said you grew up in Detroit. Is that? No. Detroit, which one? Baltimore. Baltimore. Sorry. Baltimore. Baltimore City. Yeah. Baltimore City. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Okay. So you grew up in Baltimore. Um, what was your upper upbringing like? Cause I know you have this like such amazing motiv motivational side to you. You're very inspirational. And I was just wondering if that is something that you started up with or you saw in other people and your teachers or something like that. Like what was your upbringing like? Well, honestly, you know, my upbringing was, at the time, it was my normal. It was common. It wasn't like it was bad or good. It was just like, oh, this is life. Uh, grew up in a single family home. My mom was single, was my sister and I. Um, my dad was a provider and not a guider, you know. He was in the streets doing his thing. And the influences around me, at least from the men, were, were, you know, were negative, you know, they were doing the wrong things for the right reasons, to put food on the table and to provide. Mm -hmm. So I played basketball, I went to school, um, I did great, I love learning, I'm a cool square, as I said on the show, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, I've always been positive, but I think experiencing so much negative energy and tension around me growing up forced mm -hmm. me to be ultra positive, and when I got on the show, we had a therapist and she was saying that my positivity um, was my coping mechanism and mm -hmm. it protected me from danger and bad things. And it was more of covering up my pain and my real emotions. I was suppressing it because I didn't want to feel it because of the environment. And she said in those times, if I would have let those emotions erupt, I probably would have self-destruct. Mm. And when I got on the show, she was telling me, it's okay to express yourself now and your feelings. You're not in the same environment. Yeah. So I didn't know how to do that in a healthy way without coming out like forceful or feeling like anger behind it. Mm -hmm. But like, it's okay. Just, just have compassion for others, have compassion for yourself. But it's important that you speak on your feelings. So Baltimore City was tough. It was challenging, but it made me tough and made me strong and um, gave me a backbone and thick skin and uh, my intentions and, you know, purposes to help people transform through their own life and their challenges and their struggles and setbacks. So I look at it as that's me, you know, I'm positivity. You know, they used to call me vitamin E, you know, full <laughs> of energy. <laughs> but uh, I just want to see people win and um, live their best life because I know what it's like not to not to feel great and not to be in a great mental state emotionally. And uh, it's tough. I think people, if they're willing to do the work and understand themselves, they deserve to feel good. And in, in all actuality, any, everyone deserves to feel good and feel loved. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I try to uh, put out there is the love, the positivity, uh, being authentic, uh, motivating, and inspiring, and let people know, like, I'm not always positive. I was just telling my coach, I was like, I would love for me to get a show for people to see me when I'm not as positive as they think I am, so they can see what right. I go through. Because mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah. I, I don't wake up every day feeling like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I wake up feeling like messed up emotionally, mentally. I'm a Pisces at that, so I feel uh, everything. And I don't want people to think it's sweet. Everything's sweet on my side. Like, no, it's because I've tasted bitter before. I, I, I know what that tastes like. So for sure. I don't want people to get caught up in the the internet or social media or you're so positive. Like, yeah, I am, but I'm also been dealing with a lot of trauma and yeah. doing a lot of work healing myself to get to this state where you feel that energy from for sure no that's all thanks for sharing that I can relate 100% because I s- still struggle with anxiety and depression and you know it takes a lot for me to get myself to a place where I'm good and like yes that is what I show to the outside world but it's not always the case. There's a lot of work behind the scenes. So what do you do? Say you wake up in a funk, like what is your go-to? Well, I mean, it's funny because I've been doing it for so long, but that's actually what my new book is about transformation. And basically what I do when I get up, you know, uh, depending on what I'm feeling, uh, it's prayer. I might do prayer or meditation first, either or, but they all come together. I pray, I meditate. um, I do affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, I write down gratitude statements. Uh, I drink water as soon as I get up. I do that as well. And then eventually I get my energy up. I work on myself. I do those things. And then I go work out. So at that time, give it an hour, maybe two, maybe an hour and a half. I'm already done enough work internally to get my energy and vibration up where when I go outside, I'm already at an emotional, mental state where I'm like, I'm available and uh, I, I seem well and positive, but I had to do the work just to get to that place. It's kind of like tuning the body up. It's tuning the for mind. Sure. For sure. Tony Robbins calls it uh, priming yourself, priming yourself for your day. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's tedious at times. Uh, I get lazy and get tired. I don't want to do it, but to get out of that funk. Yeah. I got to do the work and then I got to work out, run, mm-hmm. get on a bike, uh, just be in nature. So it's, that's what called working on yourself feels like and looks like it's a yeah it, it sounds like you've done a lot of work in order to understand like how you as eric functions best like how do you wake up how do i show up in the world and how do i need to help myself to do that what were the steps that you took in order to get to the place that you're at now because some people are like great i don't that doesn't work for me meditation doesn't work for me like how do i show up as my best self when that doesn't work well, I mean, I think the most important thing is experimenting, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in your 20s, you should try everything in your heart that you believe you should do. Um, from a job to having fun. I don't encourage people to get in full-blown relationships, even though they do for whatever reason. It's not nothing wrong with it. But I think you should discover who you are first, right? Because mm-hmm. once you get to the root of who you really are, you're not showing up being someone you think you are for another person. So mm-hmm. for me, it's trial and error, experiencing life, failing, struggling, um, heartbreak, um, broke, like these, all these experiences and this wisdom has got me to this point, like, okay, 
how do I get myself to a point where the Tony Robbins, the Oprah's, the successful people are, what do they do? Transcendental meditation, affirmations, uh, you know, whatever it is, I've done research extensively over the years and it's helped. So I just started piling in and packing in what works for me. So, and here's the thing, there's no one right answer to anything to make you feel good. You have mm -hmm. to discover that. I think we always try to look outside of ourselves and look at people that we look up to or mentors and parents or friends, which is great because it's, mm -hmm. you know, having different perspectives is phenomenal, but you got to figure out what works for me, what works for Sydney, what works for Jennifer mm -hmm. and have confidence about that and say, oh, meditation doesn't do it for me. But you know what does? Writing how I feel down as soon as I get up, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I might say, take a cold shower. Like, ah, cold shower doesn't do it for me. But I have my favorite song in the morning, dancing to it. Does. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? You have to figure you out. Who are you? What do you want? You know, who are you when adversity hits? How do you respond? Um, I had a friend um, reach out to me last night, and she was telling me a lot about, you know, the way we communicate, what she felt, what she was going through. And what I've realized, we all do this, right? Whatever we're projecting emotionally, mentally, our thoughts, it's coming from the way we see the world. Mm -hmm. So, Sydney, you might say, Eric, bigger, you're big and better. But if I was young and I was overweight, I might have took offense to those words. Mm -hmm. But your intention and context wasn't to make me feel that way. I chose those emotions and those feelings based on my perception. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, even if someone is democratic and another person is republican people are allowed to have their opinion but their opinion shouldn't overrule who you are and how you feel about them or feel about yourself but i think we give our power away so much because we we give into those things yeah. but those things are not who you are but you might believe that because of the information you have available that's why yeah. getting to the root of who you are helps because Someone can call me a name. It's not going to affect me the same way it might affect this person because mm -hmm. I know who I am. So I don't get, you know, rabbled up because, oh, you call me a name. It's like, so yeah. look, maybe you're going through something. Maybe you're experiencing something that's uncomfortable. Maybe something bad happened in your life. So I can have compassion for you. So it's just, it's, listen, it's deep work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's tough at times. But the other side of that is beautiful mm -hmm. because your emotions don't run your life. When your emotions run your life, every time someone says something negative or does something, it, it can be challenging because you're in that state all the time and you're not able to process what's really going on. So I just think it's okay to take your own advice and to own what you feel despite what anybody around you feels or think about it because it's your life. I love that. So many good things there. One thing my therapist says all the time I want to circle back because you mentioned this as well. It's like, it's information and experimentation. Like everything is information. Okay, you did something, experiment. That's get back the information. Don't judge yourself. It's just take that information. And next time, you know, based on how it made you feel, either do the same thing or do something different. So yeah, I really loved how you said that. And I also loved, you know, the Democrat Republican thing where, if you're vibrating high enough, yes. you will not, even if somebody says something, it's like training a muscle, that trigger will not come. 
you won't get your emotions involved involved it's more about like being curious like oh that's interesting like why do you feel that way why do you think that way rather than actually getting so heated over someone else's opinion right you got to be able to control thyself because there's a book called the vibrational universe and there's a quote that says each individual is the initiator of their experiences so everything you experience, good or bad, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we create and we initiate based on our thoughts, our perceptions, our belief system and our feelings mm-hmm. or the energy we have within us or around us. And a lot of times we've been trained and programmed not to take responsibility for our life. So if we're getting paid by the government, the government shuts down, we point the finger at the government, right? It, it, so it's like, it's always... Not that we're playing victim, but we're, we're not taking full responsibility of what just happened. So, okay, I lost something. Okay, what do I do now? Yeah, my job could have gave me a heads up. Whatever. But we still got to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, even for me, like, there's times where I'm wrong. And I have to look at that like, no, Eric, you're wrong right now. And it's okay. So why did you feel so good about your rights? Because you didn't want to be wrong? So it's a little of just understanding that we're human and we're not perfect mm-hmm. and imperfections make us who we are and information and experiment, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta, we can't, you know, I've, I've been learning like not to be so hard on myself because yeah. when you're not so hard on yourself, you can have more peace and more compassion within and you can just let things be like, okay, made a mistake messed up over here it's okay you'll figure it out you'll do better next time yeah it's like talking to yourself as you would if it was a friend like speak of your speak to yourself in that regard um i think a lot of this that you're talking about you've put into the book that you've now created with chris randome yes can you talk a little bit about your book transformation and what you guys wanted to accomplish with making it and writing it and what inspired you to write the book well, uh, first and foremost, Chris and I met uh, Bachelor in Paradise 2018, season five. Mm-hmm. And we spoke briefly on just like self-development and just moving with the cheese because that was yeah. our theme on the show. Mm-hmm. And he told me about some things he's done. And he's like, bro, I can help you. Don't worry. Like, I got you. You know, and of course, you know, escalated everything. Got a relationship, got married. So none of that stuff happened. So now fast forward 2020, you know, he moved back to Orlando and we're FaceTiming every day. And he was like, man, we should create something. We should mm-hmm. get something in this pandemic, use our time wisely. And I was like, all right, let's do it. He's like, maybe we should write a book. Maybe we should create a, a program. I'm like, let's do it. So he was just like sending me like questions. I was writing the answers. What should this be? Like just challenging me, like getting everything out of me. And then he was pouring in his thoughts and beliefs and we just, brought everything together and um, we created a book that literally gives you the blueprint on how to get to the root of your thoughts and your emotions to reclaim your power. And it's a four week phase where exercises Mm -hmm. and tools and things to do each and every day. So one thing you do every day is as soon as you get up, you should drink a bottle of water, drink some water, like just, you know, as soon as you get up, take a cold shower. Um, There's questions like, how do you feel about yourself today? What are you grateful for? Do you love yourself? And over time, doing these questions each and every day, you're going to open up something within you that's going to give you the answers you've been looking for. And then we got chapters on like 
attitude and energy, execution, confidence and clarity, um, high energy words, loving yourself. So it's so much in there, but the most important thing is that we're not just telling people our story, look at us, we're on TV, we're giving you tools, right? Cause it's like, how are you so positive, E? How do you do it? It's in the book. <laughs> yeah, you have something to do. We have one exercise where we tell a person, I want you to turn on your favorite song and for three minutes just dance to it. Just to move your energy, right? Dance Because mm -hmm. <laughs> music, vibration, megahertz, right? It does something to you. Cold shower, uh, get on your phone, self-talk, motivation, selfie style, talk to yourself. I'm amazing, I'm great, I'm phenomenal. You're mm. gonna be the best ever today. Scream out loud, like doing things that make you feel uncomfortable because it's weird, yeah. but it's gonna shift your paradigm and trigger something in you that's gonna be great and not negative. And we want people to reclaim that power and get to the root of their um, life because mm -hmm. all this time, you have time to work on yourself. And I always say, the hardest work we will do in life is on ourselves. I fucking so love true. that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I really love that. And I think it's going to benefit so many people because sometimes when you're going through dep depression, it comes and goes. But when you're in that depressed state, it's really hard to even think about journaling or working out or like it's hard to even do it. And yeah. I was talking to a friend earlier and it's like you just said, it's about moving the energy around, like getting it going. So like this morning, I like just started with some breath work and it's so interesting. Like when you start moving the energy around in your body, it's like, it's like your hands are tingling, your feet are tingling. It's like you're on this different frequency. That's like insane. It's just, that, even if it's something like breath work to start with, it's, it's active. Motion changes emotion. When you mm -hmm, have yes. that motion moving in your body, it changes your emotion that you might be feeling. So yeah, you know, you're doing your work. I see you. doing <laughs> the work. I have to. I have no okay. choice. <laughs> of course, miracles over there. I see you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's I like that it's a guidebook too, because it's another thing where you can go through it and find what works for you. So then moving forward past the 28 days, maybe that one thing helped you that one day. And that's the one thing that you can incorporate in your life. So I feel like no matter what, you're going to come away with something. And you talk about there's four phases of this transformation. Can you break down those phases and how you guys came up with the four phases in order to, to change? Yeah. So, you know, um, I have my certification in, uh, in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and it's literally like the language of the mind and how we process our thoughts and how we see the world and our behavior patterns. And there's a lot of things I discovered within that course and that class that I added in a book. But I think the main thing that I realized, well, Chris actually said it because he's big on mental health. I'm a mental health advocate as well, but he's experienced like, you know, anxiety and depression. He know what it really feels like. I can't really relate in that way because I don't really know, but I've experienced people that I care about and know. So the first thing is mindset, right? Everything is in the mind. So there's something in the book that we provided. You have the fixed mindset and you have the growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So that would be first week is, is like, you know, mindset. And so fixed mindset is more so uh, if a person fails a test, they just feel like, oh man, they're doomed. They're not good enough. They sucked. Or if your growth mindset, you're like, okay, give me the feedback. What do I need to learn? And how do I get better? Or fixed mindset individual will want validation to make them feel good. The growth mindset takes it 
whether good or bad, and use it for ammo to fulfill their purpose even more. Um, so we got mindset. Um, second week is um, attitude and energy because you have so many different attitudes, positive attitude, negative attitude, um, so many different ways of how people, you know, I always say the attitude is gratitude for me, but your attitude depicts your altitude. We all know that. <laughs> if I say, Sydney, I'm going to give you a deal. I'm going to give you uh, 10,000 for this deal. And you're going to sing out loud and dance. And so to Jennifer, she's like, wow, Sydney, what? And you're like, I just don't feel like it. I'm tired of dancing and singing, right? Your attitude is going to depict what you create in that moment with whatever the, the gift or the prize or the money is, right? Mm -hmm. so that's why that's important. So you go for mindset. Where's your mindset? Where's your attitude in life? And then next you go to confidence and clarity. Where's your confidence? How clear are you on the things you want? Do you have certainty? Are you uncertain? What do you believe in? Why do you believe in those things, right? And then that's third week. Then the fourth week is execution, baby. Let's apply it to our life. Let's get it in there. Let's, let's use these ingredients and let's execute and let's make this thing real. Let's manifest, let's win, let's evolve. Change your mindset, change your energy, change your life. You know, very so, true. You know mindset, attitude and energy. Forgot to put energy in the second week. Third week is confidence and clarity. Then the last one is execution. So, Love that. And then exercises are catered to each week for those phases. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a thing. I have a question. This is completely off topic, but I'm inspired by this conversation and want to take it to another level. So like, what do you say about, how do you, cause like, I'm a very spiritual person. I've for, I don't know, 15 years, probably I've done been on this spiritual path, had yeah. to do the work. Otherwise I, you know, would be depressed yeah. and like get nowhere. So in a dating scenario yeah let's take me for example i'm single how do you ask someone <laughs> if they've done work on themselves because i don't want to go into a relationship with someone who hasn't done the work who's not there who you know isn't vibrating at a level that i want them to so how do you navigate that how do you ask those questions how do you figure out if this person Yeesh. is good for you in that way uh you can feel it you can tell yeah. Like, uh, I actually been talking to someone, you know, we're dating, nothing too serious, but it's experimenting, right? I'm learning a lot about myself, I'm learning a lot about the other person, and I can just see what they can't see, right? It's a blind spot. Yeah. I'm aware of what they're afraid of and insecure about, but I can see it. But they probably don't know I, I know, but because I'm aware and mindful of things, I'm like, damn. She just knew she didn't even have to do that. She would be fine, but she don't know better because this is how she's lived her life for so long. Um, and depending on the person, you just gotta have patience and poise, but you, you can tell. I mean, and I think for me sometimes, that is hard for me when I'm dating someone, going out on dates is that, it's cause I am an evolved human being, but I do feel at times I gotta bring myself down to like not down in a bad way, but kind of like meet people where they're at, yeah. which is fine, but I don't want to always do that. For sure. I want someone to be on my level. And I'm, I'm honestly at a point of, cause here's the thing, I've learned the shadow self, right? Shadow work. I give, I'm encouraging, I'm loving, I'm motivating, I'm inspiring, but honestly, 
I do all those things because I want those things. I'm tired of teaching. I'm tired of giving my opinion. I want to learn. I want to receive. I want yeah. someone to motivate me. I want someone to challenge me. Yeah. Because I missed that growing up, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid. Like, my mom wasn't there like that. My mom was a little bit, go figure it out. You know, she didn't tell me, you know, you're handsome or um, I'm proud of you or you're motivating or I didn't get that. So I became what I wanted. But at the same time, I just want to receive. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get on shows and they want to know my perspective and what I believe. It's like, we just think, and I'm like, this is great. You guys think I'm amazing at what I do, but what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your thoughts and your opinion matter. Yeah, I get Don't that. My status or my platform dictate how you feel about me. I'm human being just like you. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? My thoughts are cool and great, but it's not the end all to be all yeah. because I have passion behind my words. It's just, you can have the same passion if you just believe in it. So it, it comes a time where, you know, when you overgive, you get burnt out. And I think for you, you said in a relationship or you can just tell, you can feel it, you can sense it. And See? it's tough, you know, but here's the thing. We usually attract what we are mm-hmm. or we attract what we're missing. What we think we deserve. It's, yeah. What is that quote? You accept the love that you think that you deserve. Yeah. From, like yeah. perks of being a wallflower. Yeah. yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I do too. It's, um, it's interesting, but I think life is about learning. And I think I was just telling someone this. I think that I, at least for millennials, the idea of a relationship is what people really want, but the actual relationship they can't really fathom or be in because it's too unreal. And it's too like, wow, I didn't anticipate this from this person. And it's like, yeah, this is what a relationship is. Um, for you know, everybody, relationship rules or guidelines are different. But the idea of being with someone, I was telling my friend, um, I was like, why do you want to be with this guy? Because y'all hung out and y'all had a good time? Are you just saying you want to be with him because y'all had a good time and you're lacking love? Mm-hmm. Now what's going to happen when you get in a relationship? Yeah. You're going, you're going to hold him account now? You're going to want to have a family with this guy? And it's like... What are you doing? And why are you doing it? Yeah. And so we force these things on ourselves because we think we need them and we want them. And we might not even be ready for it. Yeah. So it's relationships can be work. And that is the thing, Jennifer, I do believe being in a relationship and a partnership with someone who is spiritual or as spiritual as you can work or it cannot work, but I feel like you need someone who can kind of like understand where you're at spiritually because yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And I feel you like I, I want to teach them things, but I also want them to teach me things. Like I want to like teach each other and it's really hard and I'm getting to the point now. I just moved to LA. I've been here two weeks. Oh, wow. Congrats. I'm living. You got the Aaron Warren bag back there. (laughs) Sydney and Sydney and I are going to be living together. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. Like, like dating in LA, it's like, it's fun. And I'm learning about people but then when it gets to the point to like move it to the next level it's like they're not where i'm at spiritually it's like we can't get there so it's like it's it's frustrating because la forces people to look on the outside because of the entertainment and the music business right what i look like what does my voice sound like how many shows have i been on how many followers do i have and internally you can be spiritually broken mm-hmm. and your spiritual bank account can be empty. 
and not that everybody got to be super spiritual. When we say spiritual, I don't want people to think of religion, but just being like internally and uh, aware, right? And awakened and, have, and being mindful of yourself and your thoughts. Not so, you know, religious to a point where a person is like, you're reading the scripture every time we talk, but to a point where you're open up enough to be accountable for your mistakes yeah. and just be, be, be aware. So LA is a tough place. I will say that. Uh, give it time. It takes time, but yeah, you usually get what you're looking for when you're not looking for it. When I really want to be in a relationship, oh no, baby, it doesn't work. But when I don't want to be in a relationship, it's knocking at my door. I'm like, man, what happened last year? Exactly. Because when you're not looking, hey. when you're not looking for it, you're giving to yourself and you are like vibrating yeah. and like you're attracting yeah. because you are so high because you're not looking for it. So like, yeah, makes sense. But there's a guy on YouTube named Andrew, I believe, Dottie. And he says, when you want something, uh, the reason you can't get it is because you don't have it. So you shouldn't want it. You shouldn't want something. Mm. And I was like, man, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you're not going to get it when you want it because you don't have it. Usually you should think as you do have it and you do deserve it and then you'll get it. Change like uh, your word. I was reading Louise Hay book. She said, change should to could. She said, should comes from people who tell you what you should do and think you should do, right? Should, should. But what if you said, I could, if I really wanted to, I could, it changes the energy towards what you could do. Love that. Should is a little bit more pressure, right? Yeah. And that's how they say too, with when you approach work or what you're doing, instead of saying, I have to do it, like I get to do it. It's just like changing that little detail is going to change how you show up to it and how you perceive it. For sure. Um, One question I did want to ask you since you called the book transformation is what is like one of the biggest transformations that you ever got? Have you ever gone through in your life, Eric? The show. The show. It changed my life. I fell in love. Like that show forced me to like look at myself in a different way. And it was like fight or flight. Right. It was like, you're going to face this love or you're going to run from it. And I was at a point I'm like, I told the producers, Eddie, at, at that, like, you see me BSing, check mm-hmm. me, call me out, put me in place, you know, like, and I had to surrender to love, like, stop fighting it, just let it happen. And it changed my life. Um, and I think those experiences and those moments, those struggles, and it was a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you give so much to TV and to the cameras and to the person, you're exhausted, but you learn so much about yourself. So for me, it opened me up and allowed me, this wouldn't learn, this was any guys listening. I can't say all women want this from men, but what I've been experimenting and experiencing is that, fellas, what you must do, or at least what you could do, right? I don't wanna put that must on you, right? I don't want you to feel like you have to do it, is be vulnerable, be honest, be open, just tell the truth. <laughs> Right. And even if the woman is upset, she gets angry, she gets mad. One thing about women, they're going to respect it because at least they know. But if you play like you care when you really don't, or if you act as if you want to date them, but you really want to hook up, you want to make it worse. Just be clear and be open and be vulnerable and be honest and then you will feel more at peace and at ease. There won't be so much of you fighting and trying to manipulate or 
you know, negotiate the yeah. relationship to your benefit. I feel you like, know. I feel like that's what's I've, what I've experienced thus far, a lack of vulnerability and a lack of empathy for yeah. my feelings. Yeah. Um, because I'm in the school of thought where if you're not feeling it, I rather you just communicate directly like, Hey, yeah, yeah I'm just not feeling it. No hard feelings. I respect and appreciate the fact that you have the balls, so to speak, mm -hmm. to say that. Yeah. Um, and what I'm finding is that <laughs> LA people don't really have that. Yeah. Just in my, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've only been here yeah. soon, two yeah. weeks, yeah. but that's what's been my experience. So, And it's, it's, it's tough because we have been programmed not to speak the truth and just to mask the truth and hide it, right? And that's why you see all these bad things coming out in the media about people doing things that's not like them. So they say, no, it isn't really like them. They just suppressed it for so long, it came up at the wrong time, mm -hmm. right? So I'm learning to like, okay, what are you doing? It's your ego talking, it's your lustful side. You, you know, it's like, you gotta put those things in place and no one, and the thing is for women, I feel like it's like, you, women have to always show up. Right, like makeup, heels, hair done, nails done. Right, um, if a if a woman sleeps around, she's promiscuous and she's a this and she's that. It's like, God damn, give her a break. Can she live? I would only imagine how I would feel if, if that was me. Like, damn. Anywhere you know, some guys get away with certain things. You know, so I just think everyone deserves that freedom and to be okay with doing what they feel like they really want to do. Instead of feeling deprived and no, you can't do that because of this. Like, no, forget F that. <laughs> Girl, you better go and enjoy yourself. Yeah. You better go and have some fun and experiment life for you, for your perspective. Yeah. It's uh, funny because there was one situation where I was like, oh, I kind of want this to turn into something. But there was another situation where I was like, this is absolutely 100% just sexual and I'm totally fine with it. And like, oh, yeah. So like, I feel like, you know, it's, that's, that's more adulting. acceptable. Yeah. That's what? Adulting. Yeah. Being adulting. Adult. <laughs> being honest, because this is what I've learned. When you buy a new pair of sneakers, right? Or you book a new gig or you get a new watch or glasses, what, what happens to your vibration? You feel good, right? So imagine you did something that you knew was enjoyable and made you feel a certain way you feel good. So guess what that does to your frequency, your thoughts, your mind, your body, you let off a certain type of vibe and energy that allows you to not only gravitate more and attract more in your life, but have momentum on your side. Instead of living in this fearful state in this mental prison of, I can't do this because of that. They're going to look at me like that. And you're trying to, you have that fixed mindset. You're trying to be validated for what people think and believe. And instead of like, no, I want this for me. And I think that's why the show changed my life because I did that show for Eric, not for anyone else. Because I was the people pleaser for 29 years. Mm. I've done that. And I'm just getting over some of that with friends and family. Like of mm -hmm. lately, I've learned this year. So it's been a challenge, you know, because you got to unwrap so many things that's been hindering you, your true self for so long. And it's time for people. It's 2020. Hey, be your damn self. Be off damn. Yeah. yeah. Have fun. Live life. Do what you think is your best. Like, just live. Like, mm -hmm. look, look what we're living in. Just live. Just have fun. Be yourself. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> just enjoy. Yeah. Eric, what is that feeling for you when you're in your purpose, when you're yourself, when you show up this version of yourself? What does that feel like for people that don't necessarily understand that feeling? It's just, it's, uh, it's, it's so much passion, so much conviction, and so much certainty and confidence. Mm-hmm. And just like, when you know, you know, there's no doubting, there's no questions. It's like, no, I know this, like, and how I know, I don't know, but I know what I feel. Yeah. They say he or she who feels it knows it. Yeah. And <laughs> you don't, you don't think about the things, you don't think about not doing something great. You don't think about failing. You don't think about what if someone, you just, you're just in it and you're just, you're full of love and positivity and motivation. And it feels good because you found some purpose in something that gives you life and passion. Yeah. Being aligned is a great feeling and it comes and goes. And once you get there, if you, if you, if you fall off track, then you're like, okay, now I, that's a, you know, now I know I need to do the work to get back to a place where I'm aligned and it's okay. And you will fall off. Um, And that's, you know, it's, it's a never ending journey of getting back into a place of alignment. And that's why relationships and partnership and friendships are so important because you need that other set of eyes or perspective to kind of help you get through whatever you're going through. Even when you're in your highest of your highs, you need to still keep it honest. So it's, we need each other. Like that's basically what's going on here. Like people just want to counsel people and say this and say that. It's like, no, we all need each other. We're all connected. Mm-hmm. You know, much as we think we don't, we need everybody. No matter what skin color, race, background, belief system, we need each other and this is how we get better so you know there's a quote that say be good to people and be good to yourself Mm -hmm. you know very true yeah relationships are often the mirror to yourself just to see like where you're at and that's a great way if you don't know look around your relationships and see where they're at and that'll be a good sign of how you're doing or Mm -hmm. how you are in life so makes sense yeah jen do you have any more questions for eric before we do final Eek. I don't, we, we talked <laughs> a lot of topics. This is great. It's just, yeah. food. no, I think, I think that's it. Eric, is there anything else you want to include? I just, just, tell, just here to tell people, just be your authentic self and find ways to be happy and be at peace. And some things are not as big as we make them in their, in our mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and be aware of the narrative and stories you're creating in your mind of whatever thing that it is, because that is your life, because that's your, your perception is your reality. So love more, give more, receive more, and just, um, just be yourself as much as you can. Love every second of that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right, let's do final questions. Let's do Jen, it. you want to start? Uh, you can start because I'm pulling. Oh, I found him. Yeah, I'll start. What's a non? What's a? <laughs> what's a non-negotiable in life or in a relationship? It's tough. Uh, well, one first thing first, like I need honesty. If someone's not to someone who's consistently lying to me, you're done. You're done. Done. Like I can't. That's a non-negotiable. You can't be in my energy if you're gonna if you're not gonna keep it real. Yeah, I just I can't be around mm-hmm. because I get upset. Like, you know, don't sugarcoat it. No, I don't even care if it hurts. Like, tell me the truth. I need it. Yeah, I love it. 
Um, what keeps you up at night? Um, thinking about family, the world we live in, and how I can just add value and be more of a person with a purpose to help people get to that destination. Um, it, you know, times are different. You know, you wake up when you don't really have nowhere to go <laughs> other than the gym or working out outside. It's just, yeah, you got to find things to give you purpose in those moments outside of what I already have to do. But so you, I think about the future. I think about my niece and nephews. Uh, what does life look like? You know, this head of this election coming up post-election and how are we going to come together as, a, as, a, as, as, as citizens and just people in general? Mm. Love that. What gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> just life. Like just the baby, to get, the baby to get up and go get it and have, you know, like just to have life, right? Like just gratitude. The sky is blue. The trees are green. The grass is green. Like, you know, like just to have food in my fridge and have money in my account and like go out and, and be something. You know, it's easy to sit and mope and whine and cry and, and shame be shameful like no just the, the the existence of life that I can live and I can go do things and enjoy it and figure out more of me I think that's a beautiful thing someone said what are you most grateful for I was like waking up yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's beautiful and I love that and you know even if you're not where you want to be it's great to have goals and but still like be grateful for what you have in the present in order to bring more goodness into your life. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, next question. Who's someone that inspires you the most? Mm, that's a great question. I feel like it changes every year. Um, I would say the kids, like I have like, I have three nephews and a niece, like they inspire me the most, but more importantly, like my dad, my dad is so strong. Um, the women of my family are very strong. And sometimes I think about it like, you know, how do they get through life being so strong, dealing with the setbacks and the hardships, you know, like, you know, it like it just, it's, it's inspiring. You know, I told my mom the other day, I was like, I'm proud of how strong you've been in your entire life. You know, I said, mom, I'm seeing you cry one time and wow. I was 29 on national TV. So thank you for being strong because you showed me what strength looks like. So I think that in the nutshell, family in general, and especially those kids, because it's just different when you see a kid, you know, calling Uncle E, you know, they six, 10, my other uh, sister's son is, he'd be going on three and the other one just turned two. So it's like, they're really babies. Yeah. So inspiration. What's a mantra or a motto you live by? I love myself and I love life. You know, and for the first one, I'm I'm working on trying to learn how to love myself more, right? And, and not neglect so many parts of myself. And I think it comes in the part of loving myself when I make mistakes, you know, having more compassion and saying it's okay. Um, but loving myself and loving life and just love living, you know, it's just, it's a miracle season. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. get a miracle unless you're in your season, living and loving. Yeah. You can't have a miracle at a low vibrational state. You know, it just doesn't yeah. happen that way. So um, life itself. Love miracle season. That yeah. was your most memorable quote, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, yeah. 
Um, last question. What is something bad that you do to help yourself feel good? Bad? Oh, damn, Quote, unquote. <laughs> bad. I will say, if I'm honest, I can't say it's bad, but I think this year, so I haven't had a drink in a year, right? Wow. Like last September is when the last time I had a drink, right? So okay. I stopped drinking, but I think what I was trying to put in place this year is my lust, right? My lust, my pleasure side, like have so much energy and so enthusiasm is like that that comes with a lot of things you got to give energy you got to give that energy to places so at places that can be too much for me like you need to you need to put this in its place so at times I can be too far too far into that lust mode where it's taking over my existence in a not a healthy way even if I'm benefiting from it you know what I'm saying so um I challenged myself this year, this whole year to kind of like keep it in place. And I'll be honest, it's tough. It's challenging. <laughs> like you're less in like a sexual setting or just like yeah. in a general setting? Sexual setting. Um, just wanting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like I work out a lot. I like I have mm -hmm. a lot of energy. So my energy can go to sex, food, um, mm. alcohol at the time, but I, so I, you know, I had to replace that with something else. So yeah. just learning, because my intentions for this year was to not allow anything to have power over me. No person, no money, no emotion, no thing, and no lust. So I've been, you know, working on that all this year. Um, but it comes a time where, you know, I'm so out of that phase that I'm like, I need some balance, yeah. you know? I'm learning that, okay, E, it's okay. Have your balance. You can, have, you can enjoy yourself. Because I'm like type A. I'm all the way right. Like, nope, I ain't doing this. Nope. And then you yeah. get to a point where like, all right, you're not being human, brother. Yeah. You need to kind of enjoy just life, being that's, a human being. That's a Pisces in you, though, right? I know yeah. some Pisces that are like type A. Like, yeah, yeah. Super type A. Yeah. Well, Eric, before you go, can you just tell everyone where they can find you, social media, your book, yeah. and where they can buy it? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Eric Bigger, just my first and last name. No, no K in it, Eric. It's E R I C <laughs> Bigger B I G G E R. Um, Twitter, um, it's Eric underscore Bigger. I post a lot of quotes and inspiration. Um, in the book, uh, shouts out to Chris Randall, my guy. Um, the book you can find on Amazon. Um, it's called Transformation. Just type in Transformation. You either can type in my name, Eric Bigger, or Chris Randall. And that's C-H-R-I-S-R-A-N-D-O-N-E. Either or, the book will come up. You can order it and um, check it out. And, uh, you know, shoot me a DM or hashtag, you know, something. And hashtag it's miracle season, you know. But you can find me on those places and uh, that's the information. I Definitely. That. We'll check it out. Eric, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you. For having me. Awesome. Empowering. I had fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Eric. Okay. Right, talk gonna, to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to pause it. This is so inspiring, actually. Yeah, I know. I kind of needed that. Yeah. Um, and while, so while he was speaking, I realized a lot. And, you know, circling back to what we were talking about previously, everything is energy. Literally everything is energy. And I think that the second you realize that the person you're with or that you're talking to or even your friends or whoever you allow into your space has an energy that's at a lower vibration than 
you would like it to be, I think the best thing you could do for yourself is politely, nicely, kindly remove yourself from the situation and love from afar or, or not, or just, you know, they don't need to be in your life. Fine. But if they're a friend or something, you know, love from afar, I think we are the energy that we keep around us. And Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get sucked into a low vibration if if you like create this idea of who you want the person to be like observe who the person is and you know forgive yourself once you realize it remove yourself from the situation and figure out what lessons you need to learn to you know not do that again or get yourself to a place where that muscle is strong enough that you can catch it sooner next time type of thing. Yeah. It's like when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah. Don't make excuses for a person if they're not showing you who they are. They're not showing up as a person that you need them to be, or they're not following through with the things that they say they're going to do. Like don't give excuses for that person. Like that's, they're showing you who they are, especially when you're first meeting people or if you're transitioning relationships or anything that you're going through. It's important. It's interesting that he said, um, he said the quote, when, he, when you know, you know, but he was referring to it as when you know you're in your purpose or when you know when yeah. you are aligned. He, he said, it's just a feeling, which yeah. I think is an interesting thing that he brought up. Yeah, that's a different, it's a different take on it. And I, in that setting, I, I believe it. I feel like when you are aligned, like, you know, you'll, the feelings you get, the sensations, the confidence, the euphoria, like, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And the beautiful thing about that is there's always room to grow. So even when you get there, it's kind of like, holy shit, this can get better than this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because once you keep growing, it will. So that's why I just think the journey in general is so fun. Yeah. If you, it's all about your mindset and how you look at it. Like it can be really fun or it can be really daunting depending on how you view things, how you present them to yourself. Like if you're going to do something and you are, you're dreading it or you're, you're complaining about it and instead of just doing it and being like happy that you get the opportunity to do whatever that thing is, it's just a different way of approaching it, but it's going to change how you show up, how, how the world sees you and how you affect the world in, in return. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we have Eric Bigger on today. Everyone knows him from many a bachelorette bachelor shows. He was on Rachel's season of the bachelorette. He was on winter games. He was on paradise. He's an amazing motivational speaker. He's a fitness trainer and he just came out with a book called transformation by himself and Chris Randone. So go, go to the Amazon website and buy it obviously and it's a really empowering episode we talked through a lot I mean we can just let him talk and you'll be inspired it's definitely one I think you can listen to more than once if you're in a place where you're feeling down or feeling frustrated especially right now like I feel like a lot of us are feeling that way it's he definitely has a great mindset on how to look at life and to grow in any situation so yeah it's a good listen um as Sorry, do you no, want to say okay. I was going to say there's some really good reminders there. So yeah, like if you are ever in a place where you feel like you've, you're not aligned or you've fallen, fallen off the wagon a little bit, like this would be a great episode to come back, like Sydney said, and just like remind yourself of things to do to get back on track. And also his book will be, would be great for that as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And enjoy the episode guys. As always, please like subscribe, review, share this episode with your friends 
friends or someone that might need it and enjoy. Enjoy. Sweet.